Welcome to the Memory Hole Show, where we talk about controversial ideas, unacceptable views, and pry through the madness. I'm your humble host, Brian. Well, I'm happy that the school strike in Ontario was averted and that my kids will stay in school. All three of my kids can see and admit that online learning sucks for them. And here we go again. It seems to me that whenever I start to record a podcast episode, wherever my dog Lily is in the house, she hears me and she's like, hmm, this guy's talking to himself again. I should go downstairs and keep him company so at least he's not talking to himself and I can stay warm. Anyways, in other news, it looks like the Republicans took the House after all. When I recorded my podcast episode last week, it really didn't look like they were going to win the House or the Senate. It wasn't the red wave that they had promised, was it? And while on that note, can the Republicans and the Democrats agree on fixing the way elections are done so that no one complains foul when they lose? When Trump got in, we heard nonstop for three years that the election was rigged, there was Russian collusion, and then when Trump lost, we heard about election fraud all over again. Now, I'm not saying fraud happened or not. What I'm saying is that this is not good for a society get together and agree on a format that would eliminate the fears of fraud. Come up with a solid standard so that after the election is over, the majority will feel confident and move on. This week, I'd like to talk about how authoritarianism can be implemented in small steps. So let's jump in. Excluding either of the extreme ends of the left-right political spectrum, most of the rest of us generally want to be free people, free from being controlled by others. Now, I've spoken with my conservative and liberal friends alike. Much debate can be had about what being free really means. And having that discussion is a good thing. It means we are still talking to each other which is why we must always be vigilant about those people, whomever they are, that try to scheme away our freedom in favor of their controlling desires. That is why we must resist the thin edge of the wedge. I do talk a fair bit about these themes on this show, the controlling structures being proposed by authoritarian governments and NGOs, things like digital IDs, central bank digital currencies, and social credit scores. All of which leads to someone else deciding what you can and cannot do. I've also spoken about the various slow boil methods that get employed by this cabal. Moving too fast with a sinister agenda raises too many eyebrows, which generates too much resistance and pushback. Ultimately, it's safer to divide the population into groups where the majority is left unscathed, at least for a time, and a minority of people find themselves cut off from normal access to society. This could be done by implementing a your papers please kind of pass system to cut you off. But once the small outcast group gets actively managed, the system will be expanded to include everyone that isn't part of the cabal. This is the age-old game that has been played out for all of humanity. Given all that, how they ramp this up will depend on that thin edge of the wedge. What will they introduce that will eventually lead to a greater loss of freedom? I think many of these ideas were tested in a sort of live experiment during the COVID era. Think about it. Governments and the media, for the fear of getting COVID by touching things, promoted using cashless methods of payment. 
Or what about this one? Using some twisted logic and fear, they implemented a vax pass to keep the unvaccinated out of most places. Now, these seem like small steps, but they're not small at all. They're simply the beginning. These baby steps help to normalize you losing your freedom. Which leads us to an interesting video that I saw. I've linked the video here in the show notes at memoryholeshow.com, so check it out. It's only 50 seconds long. Now, in this video, it's from the B20, which is the G20's business arm, and the health minister of Indonesia, Budi Gunadi Sadikin, I hope I didn't butcher that, talks about implementing a digital health certificate, so essentially a global scale version of the Vax Pass. Let's have a quick look at this video to see what Budi says. Budi starts off. So let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by WHO. So that didn't take long, did it? At least they're open about the plan to force everyone to have a digital ID. I mean, a digital health certificate. Is there really a difference? Booty continues. If you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. Now, I don't know if these people that are making these plans have become so used to what their actual plan for control really is that they've stopped sugarcoating it. But this sentence really shows you who they think is in charge of your rights and freedoms. If you haven't done what the government has demanded of you, in this case getting vaccinated, then you can't move around. Next, what do they mean by tested properly? I suppose whatever they deem it to be. Either way, you won't have a say in what that means. You can see how this is framed and what they believe their hand is that can be played. For the most part, they aren't wrong. People that don't stand up and say no will have no rights left in the end. More from Booty. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100%, which clocked the economy globally, you know, you can still provide some movement of the people. Okay, so I don't know if you guys remember, but SARS-1 from 2002 to 2004, or MERS in 2012, or Ebola in parts of West Africa around 2014. Do you guys remember that? Most people didn't even know about those problems. If they had become widespread, obviously that would have been bad, but governments didn't shut down societies for those or even create panic. They were treated like nothing burgers. When COVID started in late 2019, however, I seem to recall that it was touted as a once in a century illness. So why then, if many previous diseases didn't lead to any draconian measures and COVID is considered to be a once in a century pandemic event, why is Booty planning for the next pandemic? Now I'm not saying we shouldn't be prepared and continue to research viruses and diseases like this at all. It's just the way that he talks about it, as if another one is coming just around the corner. Either way, I love how, once again, he describes movement. You can still provide some movement. Provide, in this case, is something that someone in control allows somebody that is subjugated to do. Quick recap from the cabal. Freedom does not belong to you. Those that do what the government wants will have freedom, at least some sort of freedom. And how is that enforced? With a digital ID, of course. Which citizens are good? The ones with a good social credit score. How is your social credit score measured? Well, in this case, by your vaccination compliance status. See how this thin edge works? Booty continues on. Indonesia has achieved 
G20 country has agreed to have this digital certificate using WHO standard, and we will submit into the next the, uh, World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health regulation. Quick question. Do you recall voting for these people that are making your life decisions on your behalf? I sure don't. Notice how the word health was missed here when Booty said digital certificate. Now, maybe he got tired of saying the whole thing, or maybe not. But I love how he repeats that the certificate is using WHO standards. This sounds like deflection to me. That this isn't just him, but some third party that could later be blamed or scapegoated to avoid accountability. I mean, we can see this right now with the Emergencies Act inquiry in Canada. Everyone else was to blame except Trudeau in calling for the Emergencies Act. And slowly we see that all the excuses, all the people that supposedly asked for it, didn't actually want it. Many of us knew this was simple authoritarianism, but no one wants to be perceived that way. Okay, so here's the last bit from Booty. So hopefully for the next pandemic, we can still see some movement of the people, some movement of the goods, and movement of the economy. Despite clamping down and trying to revoke our natural right to be free, Booty still admits that your rights will hopefully be allowed, that some movement will be permitted. Despite your compliance, your rights aren't certain when they belong to the whims of authoritarians. It's been said that freedom is only one generation away from being wiped out. So welcome to the live stream called Existence Right Now. Hopefully these people won't be in charge during the next pandemic. Hopefully the ideal of freedom will have prevailed. Hopefully this cabal will see some prison time for what they have coerced onto us. Hopefully. Otherwise, the cure is worse than the disease. So as usual, I've linked the video in the show notes so you can check it out at memoryholeshow.com. I'm really pleased that my lifetime listens for the show is projected to pass a thousand listens soon. I know it's not very big yet, but this is progress. So I sincerely appreciate you coming back every week to listen and support the show. I know the show is very short, so you don't have to spend too much time. It's not like a Joe Rogan episode where I talk for three hours every day. I try to make something a little bit more bite-sized. Anyways, if you keep listening, I'll keep making these episodes. Thank you for listening. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Memory Hole Show, which is also a good place to like and share the show notes for this episode. I pin them at the top of my page so they're easy to find there. Now, wherever you jump in, join the conversation and unsilence yourselves. And don't forget, speak up or you'll get memory hold.
All content from MemoryHoleShow.com and the Memory Hole Show is for the purpose of entertainment and is presented solely as opinion.